in this one just to piss that guy off. Welcome to another episode of No Butts About It. Chuss is in his basement in Pittsburgh. I am Josh Butts. I am in my dining room in Indiana. And uh, we may or may not add the touch hair counter. Um, apparently, Chuss touches his hair a lot. Also, I don't know if you saw, someone thinks that you're 51. Oh, there's one right there. Someone someone thinks that you look like you're 51. Usually I am the one who gets told he's an old man. I look um, like I'm 51? Yeah, they said, dude, you're like 21, trust, but you look like you're 51. And I was like, usually I'm the old man. I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know how to feel about that, honestly. I mean, most people say I look pretty young for my age. In fact, I actually get – um. I didn't even see the comment, but I actually get carded a lot. And it's crazy because even up until like I was 20, I was getting carded for R-rated movies at Cinemark. R-rated movies. No, no, I didn't work at Cinemark. But I, I literally would walk into Cinemark and they'd be like, can I see ID? I'm like, oh, I'm almost 21. They're like, ah, it's the curse of the baby face. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that even mean? So – the fact that you think I look 51 is insane because I don't think anybody has ever told me that. And I don't know if I should be flattered or upset or angry or content, but thanks, I guess. I can't, I've tried, I've tried keeping count and there's already six, four. six. Yeah. I counted four, but oh, seven, eight, eight. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we years long, bro. What do you want me to we do? Like, we are you reacting. Want to, you want me to put on a hat? Is that going to make this guy feel we better? We are reacting to the wild card weekend, all of the fallout that happened with that, and we're also going to be previewing some divisional games here. So the first uh, division or the first wild card game that we have is the Houston Texans, who destroyed Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco threw two pick sixes. Didn't see that coming. Thought thought he was leading them to the promised land. Um, Miles Garrett did nothing. He was not available. I don't know where he was. And trust you had some something you wanted to say about that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's really crazy that Miles Garrett is still considered the favorite to win defensive player of the year. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a very talented player. And I do think that he probably could have won defensive player of the year a couple of years ago, um, just based on his stats and whatnot compared to other people's. But what are you laughing about? A couple of years ago. I mean, he could have. I mean, he definitely might have had maybe an argument, but I don't know. Are you saying with today's stats a couple of years ago? Or... No, no, maybe a couple years ago with his stats, oh, okay. like maybe, like not, not now, no, what, no, 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 no. What do you got? You, you keep going. So I don't think necessarily that Miles Garrett should be defensive player of the year. I mean, like obviously I don't have the stat for pressures because I know that comes into a giant form for the NFL where pressures are a huge thing. But for me, based on Miles Garrett's stats this season which this is off NFL over 16 games played. He's had 33 tackles, 
42 combined, 26 solo tackles, 14 sacks. And I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's it's pretty decent, but I mean, I don't really see it as like that crazy numbers where you're like oh my gosh this guy needs to be defensive player of the year like he is outright the favorite I mean I feel like if you want to compare him to I've three other guys that I have actually four other guys that I have tabbed up that probably have pretty comparable stats to Miles Garrett that you know one of them isn't even in the running for defensive player of the year which you know Josh is going to appreciate that but you know, like I said, it's nothing against Miles Garrett, but I, I don't I mean, yes, they, they went, you know, eleven and six this year and their defense was really, really good, but I I don't know if he should be the distinct favorite. I feel like it should be very a lot more looked at because obviously, you know, all these team all these players that I'm about to mention either got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs or didn't make playoffs at all. So I mean, there's really no say to be like, oh yeah, well, Miles Garrett took his team to the NFC or the AFC Championship. Well, I mean, he got eliminated in the wild card just like the rest of them. So, first boy I'm going to mention is Micah Parsons, just because I feel like he is also a very strong candidate. Uh, he played 17 games. He had 36 tackles, which is three more than. Um, Miles Garrett, but obviously he has that extra game. We'll give him that. He has 64 combined totals, 28 solos, 14 sacks. So pretty close to Miles Garrett, I would say that. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you want to, if you want to give it to Miles Garrett, I mean, obviously Micah Parsons should be probably in competition for that too. I mean, that's just my opinion. I, and then you. Do you, Go ahead. The, do you want the quarterback pressures? I have the quarterback pressures here. Yeah, g- give me Miles Garrett's quarterback so pressures. Miles My- Garrett has 37 quarterback pressures. He ranks 10th in the NFL. Micah Parsons is 6th in the NFL, and he has 43 quarterback pressures. Let's also keep in mind, Micah Parsons is a linebacker, so while he rushes the quarterback a lot, he is also in coverage a lot. So that's an important thing to remember. That, which is still very impressive considering he ranks sixth. So so that's Micah Parsons. And obviously already at that point, if you want to put in pressures, he has more than Miles Garrett. Yes, like I said, one more game played because um, on, on this stat tracker it says 16. So obviously somewhere Miles Garrett was not playing. I don't, I don't follow Cleveland Browns football, so I, I can't tell you when it was, but I'm sure he obviously didn't play. Next up, we have your boy from Cincinnati, Trey Hendrickson. Um, The reason I bring him up is because he actually almost beat out TJ Watt, who I'll bring up in a minute here for sacks this year. Nobody's talking about him. He had 28 tackles. He had 43 combined. He had 25 solos and 17 and a half sacks, which I think is pretty dang good considering, you know, I'm not going to like knock on you guys at all, but like, I know your defense kind of struggled at points this season. So to have that competitive of a player, you know, not be even in the conversation for defensive player of the year kind of upsets me because I think Trey Hendrickson is a really good player. And I was actually kind of worried that he was going to pass TJ Watt for most sacks. And um, I I think the fact that he's not even in the betting odds is really shocking to me. And then Max Crosby, another one, 17 game uh, games played. He had a total of 90 tackles, apparently 55 solos, 35 assists, 14 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery. What? That's insane. And that's he, he has 50 pass rushes. 
He's second. That's unbelievable. And he's <laughs> and he, and his betting odd right now is like plus five thousand. <laughs> I get that the Raiders weren't good, but like, come on. Like sometimes like you got to think a little bit bigger than just, you know, the team Mm -hmm. itself. Like, yes. I mean, I get that miles Garrett, like, you know, led his team to the promised land of the fifth seed or whatever. I I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty exciting for Cleveland, but I mean like, okay, Max Crosby was probably the highlight of Raiders football this season. I mean, there really, there was a lot of dark moments in Raiders football this season, but you know, hoping for positives looking up for Las Vegas coming up here. But, but, but then you, you go in with uh, TJ Watt as the last guy um, based on NFL. Can, he has 40. Go ahead. Can I, Max Crosby, according to pro football reference only has three missed tackles and his missed tackle percentage is 3.2%, which that's unbelievable. Is that's one unbelievable. of the best in the NFL to give you context, TJ Watt has nine missed tackles in an 11.7% missed tackle percentage. Um, Nick Bosa, 7%. So 3.2 is absolutely insane for Max mm-hmm. Crosby. But yeah, and, and yeah, and I was going to say, like, I know sometimes they also consider who you're playing for and, like, well, if you're not making it to – if you're not making a big run, then it doesn't really matter. But – I don't know. I think Max Crosby should still be up there, you know, considering he's plus 5,000, you know, and I mean, he kind of kept Vegas in some games. I'm not going to say every game because Vegas did struggle this year, but I do think that Max Crosby is a, uh, is a good player. And I do think that he should be considered a high, like a higher amount more than he is. And then obviously with the Steelers, I'm not even biased with this. I just wanted to compare it, but like 40, he has 48 tackles, TJ Watt. Um, 68 combined, 39 solos, 19 sacks. So, I mean, if you're looking at all these other players, Miles Garrett should not be the outright favorite and should not be like negative 300 right now. I, I, I disagree with that 100% because there are four other guys that probably have pretty comparable stats, if not better stats in certain categories than Miles Garrett. And I get it. I get Miles Garrett took Cleveland or helped Cleveland. I can't say he took, but he helped Cleveland get to that wild card spot. But in fairness, you know, so did TJ Watt. Micah Parsons did too. I mean, Trey Hendrickson pushed for that, um, that, that wild card spot up until the end, until the Bengals got eliminated in week 16 or 17 or whatever week it was. So obviously like all of these guys, I think are really good candidates. Trey Hendrickson isn't even going to get, he's not even going to get looked at, but I mean, you still have like four other guys that they really need to consider. And I really just disagree with the miles Garrett thing. I mean, I mean, if he wins it great for him, but I personally think that this year's defensive player of the year is really not very set in stone. I think it should be more or less like very well looked at because I feel like these defenders this year were very uh, even, I would say. I don't really think there was one better excelling player than Miles Garrett or any of these other players, like one or one or the other. Cause every year it kind of seems like, like when TJ Watt wanted, it was kind of like, yeah, you kind of assume that like based on his production, et cetera, um, you know, like different players when they've wanted have kind of been set in that way. But that's just me. I'm just kind of frustrated with it. I mean, obviously that defense didn't show up against Houston. I get that they were in Houston, and I get that it's hard to play in Houston, I guess. But nonetheless, like their defense did not show up. So, I mean, but then again, neither did Micah Parsons' defense. So, 
I don't really know. And then TJ Watt didn't play for this, didn't play in, in the uh, wild card game. So for the Steelers, so I guess we'll never know. So, well, so something that's important is the voting takes place at the end of the regular season. So voting's already occurred preseason uh, or postseason, excuse me, doesn't necessarily have an impact on that because the voting has already occurred. Okay. But the only person of the people you named off who is light, less quarterback pressures than Miles Garrett is Trey Hendrickson, who only has 35. TJ Watt and Max Crosby are tied at 50. Um, that missed tackle percentage is insane for Max Crosby. Um, the sacks, obviously, TJ leads there. Uh, Miles Garrett, it looks like he is just, I guess, arguing more consistently across the board. But, again, I don't know what that means. Also, we're only talking about pass rushers here. What about guys like Deron Bland, who set the pick six regular season record? Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I was just talking about those guys, but you're not even talking about the guys, like, even further back. So, I mean – all i mean there's so many other really good there i mean there are so i I don't mean to say any there's anybody but miles garrett because like i said i'm not i do not take that the wrong way i think miles garrett is a very talented player and regardless if he plays for the cleveland browns or not i think he is a phenomenal player and he's great for that defense but i really think that he shouldn't be just the all-out like favorite when there were so many talented defenders this year for sure well that's some that's some good thoughts following that uh, St- Browns-Texans game. What did you think of C.J. Stroud? I thought he played really well. And actually, when I was watching his footage, I thought he played very similar to Joe Burrow. Um, he's very elusive in the pocket, and he's very quick to get a square base again when he needs to pass, which is very helpful. That's something Joe is very good at that helps him, especially with the average to below average O-line. Uh, CJ Stroud did a great job with that against that Browns pass rush against that Browns defense. Um, and I think that really helped him. And that's why people are already talking about him as being one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL as a rookie, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. Sorry. My, my throat's a little, uh, a little scratchy over here, but, um, yeah, with C.J. Stroud, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, if you guys go back and watch older episodes of No Buts About It, I was not initially high on C.J. Stroud coming in. I, I just based on trends, Ohio State quarterbacks never really pan up. And I was expecting C.J. Stroud to not do very well, and I expected him to probably be average at best. And honestly, I'm very thankful he ate my words or, he, you know, like I, well, I, you know, I <laughs> ate my words. He made me eat my words, but um, I'm very thankful for that because he really is one of those quarterbacks that are so much fun to watch on my television. Like I, I kid you not, like he is a very exciting quarterback to watch and I really am rooting for Houston right now. I, I really think it would be a lot of fun and a, what a Cinderella run type concept, whatever you want to call it. If CJ Stroud wins, the Lombardi trophy in his rookie season. Like that would just be unbelievable. And yeah, I, I think it was, he looked great. He played well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does against uh, who, who do they play? Yeah, the they, they play the Ravens. Okay. Cause I, I'm getting screwed up with NFC because wait, isn't did it wasn't it because the Packers, the Packers have to go to San Fran. So that, that was kind of screwing me up. Yeah, I know. But because of them, 
it was screwing me up because I didn't realize that two, three, and four won. So, because two, three, and four won. Over in the NFC, it was seven, three, and four. Yeah, it was four. It was four. So, Tampa Bay. So, I got a little confused because Green Bay threw me off. But, nonetheless, um, I'm excited to see what Houston does. I... I truly think Houston could give Baltimore a run for their money. I'm not saying that they, they'll win, but I mean, I really think that Houston's going to pull out all the stops because they have that, that coaching room, the offense, the team, they have nothing to lose at this point. They literally have nothing to lose because you know, the, well, in, 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 in I mean, because in, in respect to, it's not like the coach is on the hot seat. It's his first no. year. CJ Stroud isn't on the hot seat. It's his rookie year. All these players are young. Nobody's getting fired. Nobody's going to get let go. They could literally throw out the wildest playbook that they ever could imagine and lose still 35-21, and nobody's going to think differently. And not only is D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud uh, rookies at at their respective positions, D'Amico Ryans is in coach of the year talks, which he should be. And I believe their their offensive coordinator, whose name his last name's like Slowick, Ben Slowick, I think is his name. I think yeah. he's also first time offensive coordinator, and he's being interviewed for head coaching jobs already. I don't know that he'll necessarily get one, but these guys have made the playoffs on a team that is typically very bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, over the last couple of years, I mean, like I said, it took it took. Uh three years for a rebuild, which apparently is not possible, but it, it happened in Houston. And, um, and uh, yeah, so, but I digress. Um, they, they rebuilt in three years. They have not been good over the last couple of years. And even with Deshaun Watson, they were a little up and down at points. I mean, they, they had a really good team with JJ Watt and obviously D hop and whatnot. And that team was very talented, but um, they, they just could never get it done. And it's kind of cool to see like Houston actually come out from the rubble of being the, the goofs of the town to actually, you know, being something. And, I, and I'm really, like I said, excited to see what happens this week against Baltimore. So, all right, next game, Dolphins versus Chiefs. The Dolphins went into the very cold Arrowhead Stadium. 15 people were taken to the hospital for hypothermia. Hope they're okay. But the Dolphins had nothing. So why, why, real quick, why did the NFL not postpone that game, but they postponed the Steelers game? Like, I get that that game was, or, or they they postponed the Steelers game with the Bills because of the snow and stuff, and it was really cold and stuff. But like, people were literally like taken to the hospital for hypothermia, bro. Like, that's insane. Yeah, but New York was under a state of emergency. Okay, but I, I just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just find that really wild. I don't you know? think they wanted eight hundred thousand, however many, I, maybe eighty thousand, eight hundred thousand is a lot. Eighty thousand drunk Bills fans on the road in a snowstorm. If emergency personnel needed to get through, <laughs> Bills Mafia. <laughs> just, just a thought. But um, going, going back to the Chiefs game. I mean, that game was. It was crap. That was what we expected. I did not understand the Dolphins' play calling at all. They couldn't really get a run game started. The one time they got Tyreek the ball, he scored, and then they were just like, 
no. They abandoned that. Isaiah Pacheco was out there being a tornado, like I said he would be. That dude's a monster. I love watching him run. Um, Rasheed Rice had a good game as well. He was he was playing very well. He's someone who I think Chiefs fans should be very excited about. Other than that, not a lot to talk about. I mean, you can throw around the is Tua good, is he – should they extend him, should they not, all that stuff. And we can talk about that later in the offseason, but I think right now if we're just going to talk about the game, um, Tua did what you expected Tua to do. He had never played in a game below 30 degrees. Born in Hawaii, went to college at Alabama, and got drafted to Miami. Not very all many, warm weather. Yeah, yeah. Not very cold. Um, and then he gets thrown into a playoff game in negative zero, uh, negative temperatures. So, uh, not a great situation overall, but Hey, that's why they have home field advantage. I mean, I know, like I said, I, I know we talked about it before the show, but I, that's why I don't think they should build domes at times. I mean, I understand it, it prevents weather issues, but there's places like Buffalo and Kansas city, even, and some of those colder Northern States that, um, that really thrive off of the, uh, the effects of taking down, you know, your, your Tampa's and your, 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 uh, your Miami's and all your warmer States. So I don't know. There's something special about some snow games and some cold games, except for when people are taken to the hospital, but nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I kind of expected it. Miami hadn't been doing real well over the last couple of weeks. They haven't looked too hot. And then when it comes to the Tua conversation, I'll touch on it lightly. Just, just kind of consider, consider the idea that, Tua does have a good team and yeah like oh maybe he's a fraud or whatever you want to believe but I mean he still won games and he still produced well this season um if you want to say that he's a fraud because he has a good wide receiver and a good team then I mean you, you should probably really consider not ever speaking again. <laughs> just because because then it, your opinion it, is invalid <laughs> I just don't I, I don't agree with it because then at that point you could say that Brock Purdy is technically mooching off of his team because he has Christian McCaffrey and only throws screens. Okay, so it's like Yeah, so then then Brock Purdy is no different than Tua Tugavailoa then. I mean so, I don't agree. I don't agree and then, with that, but... Yeah, exactly. And then people are gonna get mad at me because I said Brock Purdy is just like Tua Tugavailoa. When I, I when that's not the case. I'm saying that they're both very talented quarterbacks. They just happen to have very good weapons with them as of right now. I mean, Tua didn't look that great in his first year or two or however long until he got Tyreek Hill. But but now he's coming along. I mean. We'll see. And Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel was a big part of it. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, he also helped a lot too. So, I mean, I, I that's that's a tough conversation that I don't think we need to have until off season. Packers-Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Man. This game. I have so much to say here. So, come into this game and you're like, Dallas Cowboys are going to destroy the Packers. Like, they're the seventh seed. They're no good. Jordan Love, like, who is this guy? No, I don't think anyone in America thought the Cowboys were going to lose this game. And Dak Prescott's playing best regular season of his career. He still had some turnovers, but... He, he was playing some MVP ball there for a while. I don't know what happened. I don't know if him and CeeDee Lamb out did some fireball shots at the bar before they came in or what, but the, the whole first half, they were on two different planets. 
Dak would throw an in route. CD would run an out route. They'd run posts. He'd throw a hook. It was completely different stuff. And then the the defense. The defense was what bothered me the most because the offense. You're like, okay, we've seen the Cowboys' offense be weird before. But we got Dan Quinn and his Dallas Cowboys defense. And Dan Quinn, he orchestrated the Legion of Boom. In Seattle, he's in head coaching talks with Seattle and a few other teams. Like this guy's gonna put on, he's gonna put on a show. And then the Cowboys come out and they're primarily. It looked like they were primarily playing in zone coverage. Now I didn't do a deep dive into the Dallas Cowboys uh, defense into their film to see what the percentages were or anything, but. The Dallas Cowboys defense is one of the best man coverage teams in the NFL. And there is nobody on the Green Bay Packers to where I'm like, okay, we need to go zone because our Dallas Cowboys personnel cannot cover them. Like Romeo Dobbs, injured Christian Watson, two, yeah. two rookie tight ends, Jalen Reed, which Jalen Reed's fantastic. And I'm not taking away from any of these guys. But Stephon Gilmore can cover these, most of these guys' man coverage. Deron Bland has been great. He got beat a ton in zone coverage this week. But also, Jordan Love is one of the best quarterbacks against zone coverage. You literally played to Jordan Love's strength. If he he said, okay, you're going to line up in zone coverage most of the time, I will just throw in between the zones, which zone coverage is easier usually because you have those little stops. Anyone... Mm -hmm who has watched football, who has played football, who has studied football at any level knows that. There are 10-year-olds who play Madden who know that. (laughs) Who Because you get the little circles on Madden, and you throw in between the circles. That's all you do. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why the Cowboys came out in zone coverage against Jordan Love, who is one of the best, best quarterbacks against zone coverage. Dan Quinn, I don't know if Dan Quinn coached himself out of a head coaching job or what. I don't know what teams thought watching that. I mean, what did you think? I, yeah, I mean, I was obviously rooting for the Packers because that was my pick during the show that Josh said was a bold move. And it really was because did I really believe in the Packers entirely? No, not necessarily. But man, did they make me believe in that game. And it was, it was a shock. It, it really was. I mean, I, I mean, I always kind of, I've joked. Uh, I'm always. Everyone's like, "Well, Dallas is always different at home. It, it just they're they're just they're just different at home." Well, they're also very different in the postseason too, as of recent, which is very <laughs> unfortunate because Dallas has had very good teams over the last ten years. So, so you bring you brought that up, and that's a great point. Dallas was undefeated at home during the regular season, um, but the Packers have now won more playoff games at Jerry World than the Cowboys have. Yeah, it's, that's unbelievable. Um, and the Packers are the first seventh seed to win since the seventh seed was, seed was added a few years ago. So yeah, which all was sorts aw- of streaks awesome. are being broken. All and sorts. I just, yeah, I, I that's that's what I mean. Like, I feel like the seven beating the two was just unexpected, and it happened. And I, I feel like watching the game, it just felt like Dallas couldn't get anything going. Now, I do think at the end, it was a little shocking for the, uh, you know, the Packers to the pull a lot of their guys because um, Dallas did kind of start coming back a little bit. I didn't expect them to win, but they did come back a little bit. It was like 45, 30, 
32 or 34 final or whatever it was, but a lot of, but they ended up having to put their starters back in, in the event that there was a comeback brewing and there really wasn't, but it, the fact that they actually managed to come back is, is wild. They to were me. so but, close. Yeah, they were. Oh yeah. You shouldn't have believed. Um, it shouldn't have happened, but it, um, it was, it was definitely a game that, um, I was shocked watching, but, um, kind of gives me a little concern with Dallas going forward. They, they really need to figure some stuff out. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of teams that have lost or that didn't make playoffs. They really need to figure some things out. And Dallas is a hundred percent. One of them, they really, really at the number two seed should not have gotten to that point. They should not have been even in the point where they were losing by 20 plus points to green Bay. They're like, I mean, yeah, you lose to green by uh, green Bay, like 31, 28. Oh, well, it happens. Close game. Okay. But when you lose and when you're down by so many points that you have to play catch up, it's just there. there's a lot that needs to be fixed over there. And I, I don't know necessarily what it is. I could assume a couple of things, but it's probably best just to. What do you think? No, what do you think about Mike McCarthy? They're bringing him back. I mean, uh, I'm, I mean, shoot, man. I mean, he's lost. I, he's, he's made the playoffs the last three years. Lost in the wild card every time. Um, he has I a pretty mean, good yeah. regular season record. He's got that one Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame quarterback from a decade ago. I mean, hey, I mean, wow, he he kind of sounds a lot like somebody I know, but um, but I mean, I I respect my coach a lot. <laughs> But um, but Mike McCarthy, I also do respect a lot too. I, I I think they're both very good coaches. I just I think with Mike McCarthy, um, the the problem is is like I don't know why, but like he stalls, like he is stalled out, and I don't know why because like if you remember with the Green Bay years where Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay team was like really good, they kept stalling out and losing in the NFC Championship. They could never win that game to make it. And then they had that weird season. Mike McCarthy got let go. Um, he went to Dallas and like it kind of just continued where it was like he had really good seasons, but he just couldn't make it over that playoff thing. I, I, I don't know what it was like. He could win maybe a wild card game, but he would lose in the divisional. And it's like, I, I don't know what happens. Like, it's like he gives you hope and then he like stalls out a little bit. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily him or if that's like the players. Maybe he's not motivating them correctly. Maybe he's not training them correctly. Maybe it's the coordinators. But then at that point, Dan Quinn, like you said, is a very notable defensive coordinator. I mean, like you said, he was around for the Legion of Boom and all of that. So it's kind of hard to put all of the blame on somebody like Dan Quinn. But I, I don't really know what's happening in Dallas right now. I mean, it's been it's been a while since they've been to a Super Bowl. I can't even remember when the last time they've been to a Super Bowl. It's 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 been a little bit. Um, but I just feel like he stalls out a little bit. And and I really think that I think this year for, for Mike McCarthy, if I was Dallas, if I was that organization, he would be in the hot seat. It was 1996 against the Steelers. The year we lost because of Neil O'Donnell. Nice. But, um, I mean, but he's not in the hot seat. He was a guy. We had three guys in the hot seat coming off of this. We thought Tomlin McCarthy and Sirianni and Sirianni is the only one who the team has not come out and hundred percent said he's coming back. Jerry Jones said Mike McCarthy is coming back, but, and we're going to talk about the Steelers here in a little bit, but why, what is going on with these teams that they're stalling in the postseason? I know you, 
Like, because people are going to say Mike Tomlin doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the talent that Mike McCarthy had. But at one point, he did. At one yeah. point, Mike Tomlin had the same group of guys. He had somewhat <clears throat> washed up Big Ben, but still usable. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Why? We're going back to 2016 here with the Steelers. Why are you not getting these postseason wins? Why aren't the Cowboys getting these postseason wins? What is going on? I, I And that's the thing. I mean, it, and it's kind of, I, in my in my opinion, I think it's a little bit worse than how the Steelers were when they, when they kind of made some of their runs, just because like, yeah, I mean, the Steelers did lose in the wild card and they, they did lose coming off of buys and et cetera and whatever. But I feel like getting upset by like one of the lowest seeds is really, really troubling. And um, I really find it very um, unfortunate for Dallas. I don't really know what's going on. I can't really say what's happening with these coaches. Um, maybe they just are in a different decade state of mind because remember McCar- uh, Mike McCarthy and you know Mike Tomlin have been doing it for years. Now granted when Mike Tomlin was coaching like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and you know like a I wouldn't call it prime Ben Roethlisberger because you know some people say late 20s early 30s is prime but like a, a decent pretty good Ben Roethlisberger like it, it, it's not like he was coaching them and it was like decades after his Super Bowl win against the Cardinals and his Super Bowl win or his Super Bowl loss against Green Bay, who was against Mike McCarthy. So like it was only like a four or five year gap. So I I don't necessarily think it's like a change in times. I mean, granted, yeah, I I mean, every decade's a change in time. So now we're going into the twenties. So it's going to be a little bit different, but I don't necessarily believe that it's, it's like that. And I, I don't really know what exactly it is, but the reason, I mean, and, and to be fair, I don't I don't think Mike McCar- or, uh, Mike Tom was ever really on the hot seat. I just think he was going to step down. That was just the report. I thought that maybe he would step down. Uh, Mike McCarthy definitely should be on the hot seat because I think that, you know, I mean, yeah, he's getting you really good seasons. But, I mean, Dallas definitely wants that Super Bowl. They want to tie Patriots. They want to tie the Steelers. They haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1996. You don't think that the Dallas Cowboys organization is dying for a Super Bowl? And, and in my opinion, I think the owner was – full of crap because he was like, Oh, we're going to go through and make some changes. We're going to go and look through and see what we can do. They haven't done Jack squat, bro. They haven't even looked at anything yet. They haven't even done anything. What have they done to, to make any drastic measures? They've brought back their head coach. They might lose their defensive coordinator. I'm sure they're going to bring back their offensive court. I like nothing's changed. So it's like, I, I, I don't know what's going on in that organization right now. And, and honestly, I hope they they cook, but Cowboys fans, I, I just just promise me this. Just I say this to Josh all the time. Just, just don't get your hopes up, man. Like I, I'm sure you're I'm sure you're done, boys. But just like the Cowboys ain't going to the Super Bowl until they go to the Super Bowl. So don't 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 be preaching that they're going to the Super Bowl until they're there. So and and I say that to Josh every year because Josh 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 is oh my gosh, this is so funny it every year then it's got to be true eventually. Okay, well, and, and when he <laughs> when they did go to the Super Bowl, I kept telling you to, like, dim it down a little bit because, you know, me and him used to room in college we together. Won. And, we won. And, okay, but, like, remember, I I dimmed you down a little bit, and sure enough, guess what happened? You, were, you, you stayed like, oh, wow, maybe they'll win, maybe they won't. And guess what? They went to the Super Bowl. They went. So sometimes keeping low expectations brings high 
high happiness. No, you know what? Let's let's go into this next game here. Now that you've brought up the Bengals' magical season to the Super Bowl that they won, but Logan Wilson didn't hold Cooper Cup, whatever. Um, we got the Detroit Lions. They won their first Super Bowl in 30-plus year. Or, excuse me, they won their first playoff game in 30-plus year. Whoa, whoa. I am predicting <laughs> the future over here. They won their first playoff game in 30-plus so, so, years. So, you, so you're telling me that they're going to – win the Super Bowl this year and then they're going to win it again in 2054. Yes. That is the point. Interesting. Okay. Um interesting. Cool script. But I I was so happy for Lions fans. You know, I like Matthew Stafford as much as I hated him a few years ago. But like generally I like Matthew Stafford. Um I I like a lot of the guys on the Rams. Um but I just watching the Lions win that game, watching Dan Campbell get that, get them to a place where they haven't been in so long. And we're talking like Barry, Barry Sanders, Megatron, all the Hall of Famers. Barry, Barry Sanders got close, Megatron got close, but no one did it. I don't think Barry Sanders was on that playoff team. And I don't remember him. Dan Campbell did it after being, he got a lot of trash talk. When he first became head coach, they were like, this dude is weird. He's talking about biting kneecaps. This is not a good head coach. He's nuts. Um, and then they didn't perform well, but they performed. They were motivated. And then the next season, they performed a little bit better. And then they performed a little bit better. Now they're here. And it it's a magical thing to watch a team that has not had success to this degree Get excited about it. I mean, I was watching. Dion had a live stream going, and I hopped in there on this account. He had his hair dyed blue. He had his face painted. He was sit. He was sitting there just like doing play by plays for the people on YouTube. Um, he was so excited. It was so fun to watch. It was so fun to talk to some of the Lions fans. And Lions fans, I love you. I love you, Lions fans. I have nothing against the Detroit Lions. You are one of my favorite franchises. I love Dan Campbell. I love Jared Goff. I really wanted Jameer Gibbs. Sam Laporta is a beast. Uh, Brian Branch is another great guy. Aiden Hutchinson. And I told Dion, I said, if the Ravens go to the Super Bowl and if the Lions go to the Super Bowl and the Lions beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I will buy a Lions jersey because I need that. that. But it's just such a magical run. And the Detroit Lions fans have been so supportive of this show. Um, just like Steelers fans have and Bengals fans have, but Lions fans are really the only team that no, neither of the common hosts follow regularly, meaning you, me, Stan. And it is still our one of our biggest cities. So just shout out to Detroit. I want you guys to win. I have pledged my allegiance to the Detroit Lions temporarily in this playoff run. I want this for you guys because I know how it feels and I hope you guys can go further and actually win a Super Bowl because you deserve it big cat team unite Rawr. all right yeah I mean I don't have as great of a spiel as Josh <laughs> did but um yeah I'm rooting for the uh the Lions um yeah I mean I thought the game was great you know Rams fans even seemed very optimistic I know that a lot of them were mad about some 
call or whatever. I, I didn't really catch it too much. I feel like it was very fairly called, in my opinion. I feel like the game was great. I do. I do. And I'm not siding with the refs. I feel like, you know, when <laughs> one call was missed, another call was it was also missed. So, in my opinion, I think the game was fine. Uh, but even though some people were angry about it, you know, there's everybody. Like, Steelers fans were even complaining about the, the, uh, the refs in their game. And I didn't even really notice any of those issues because there's just a lot of referee issues and there always will be but in my personal opinion i i think it was great and i think that the rams fans were very optimistic going forth because they were like it's a rebuild season and the fact that we even made it to this point and only lost by one point to the lions who are contending for a super bowl is very very cool so and obviously going with the lions you know lions have a very special place in my heart uh, back in Madden 10, I, I used to play franchise mode, and the first ever team I picked was the Lions, and I used to win games like 110 to 10. And so um, I always was a huge Lions supporter back in the day, and it kind of like grew with me up until like 2015 when I actually like really, really started investing in Steelers football and not just playing the video games or watching like the playoff games. Because remember, I'm, I'm a youngin, you know, I'm, I'm nine. Most most people have birthdays. Chuss has Madden generations. Madden generations, yeah. What? No. Yeah, no. Back, Madden, back Madden. in Madden 10. Madden 10. Back in Madden 10, I used to play a lot as the Lions. And then Madden 11 was the Steelers. And I skipped a couple of years. And then I went to Madden 25, which was once again the Lions. And then um, Madden 16. I, I can't remember. Madden, I, I'm get- Madden 25 was actually like Madden 15. 14 yeah 14. for the people that don't know that so that's that's why i'm very confused on what um this year's madden's gonna be because yeah. it can't be madden 25 we'll what is it gonna be madden th- it doesn't matter that's so uh, irrelevant either way very strong love for the lions very much supporting them and i hope that they verse houston be houston or buffalo because that super bowl as people have said will feed families it will feed families <laughs> Let's keep going. Big cat team, Rar. Okay. Um, next game is your team, the Steelers, losing to the Buffalo Bills. And I just want to say, when we were predicting this game, I said, you got to watch out for Josh Allen's legs. He's going to go mobile. He's going to do it. And what happened? 50-yard rushing touchdown from Josh Allen. And there, people were saying, yo, he fake slid. It shouldn't have counted. I saw him changing directions. He slowed up. He juked one of your guys out. And even if he, uh, even if it, he it, did fake slide, who is the king of the fake slide? I believe he is a Pittsburgh Steeler named Kenny Pickett. Well, it's not allowed in the NFL. But I don't think necessarily it was a fake slide because the, if you watch Kenny Pickett's and Josh Allen's video of them scoring their touchdowns, Kenny Pickett actually went and looked like he was going to slide. Josh Allen kind of changed direction. So it could theoretically be argued that it looked like a fake slide and it kind of did look like he was going to stop, but he did more or less change direction. Kenny Pickett, like, I can't explain it while I'm like doing a video like this or like knee. doing, I think yeah, like he, he like kind of like dropped his knee and like dragged his foot, mm-hmm. like more Josh Allen kind of like stopped and hesitated and then moved. Yeah. It, it, it was hard to explain. I didn't necessarily see it as a fake slide, but, um, but like a modified version of it, if anything, but even then it still is not technically illegal. So 
I mean, yeah, we didn't watch out for it, but also we didn't watch out for a lot during that game. We also <laughs> were losing 21 nothing after, like, the first or second quarter. So I just – oh, my what, gosh, that was a mess. What – Um. so we've we've talked a lot about the Steelers. We've talked about, hey, <clears throat> Mike Tomlin might step away. Mike Tomlin should be fired. George Pickens should be gotten rid of. We've talked about a ton of stuff. We've got a ton of stuff coming out still. Mike T- Tomlin <clears throat> has said he wants to come back. The Steelers have said they want to extend Mike Tomlin this offseason. Uh, Deontay Johnson said Mason. he wants Mason Rudolph as a quarterback, but I don't know that that's a bash on Kenny. I don't think that is. I think that's just him saying, hey, Mason Rudolph is a good quarterback. I want him back. Um, George Pickens threw his helmet in, in anger, and he had that whole thing, which, okay, frustration. But Mason Rudolph's a free agent, and we've seen a ton of support for him to be the QB1 next year in, the, in our comment mm-hmm. section. Um, what do you, as a Steelers fan, expect to see this offseason? So, <clears throat> it's going to be an interesting offseason. Obviously, like we had initially reported that Mike Tomlin was, it was kind of unknown what he was going to do. And um, shout out uh, with Steelers Nation Australia, is that is that their name? Shout out to them um, for calling the BS on it because it, it, it did kind of in a way turn out BS. I mean, we don't really know what happened behind closed doors. Maybe he really was considering retiring and then he just decided, screw it. I'm not going to, because obviously there are some players such as TJ Watt who came out on locker room cleanup day that said that he wants to play for coach T and only coach T. So, you know, if that's the case and you get somebody else in there that isn't coach Tomlin, you might lose TJ Watt and then, you know, your team looks really bad. So I'm sure that there might've been some, if there was any consideration on Mike Tomlin to hang it up for this year or for the rest of his life, uh, maybe there was some push and pull from uh, the Roonies and maybe the owners. But I'm just going to say that probably he just decided to come back because there really isn't any reason why he needs to step down. Um, it was different when uh, Cower stepped down. You know, his uh, his wife had cancer and there was just a lot of things going on in his life. He couldn't focus. And um, I feel like that's very different than what Mike Tomlin is dealing dealing with i mean he's really thankfully not dealing with anything like that but nonetheless when it comes to the steelers this off season i don't think they're going to get rid of pickens um I, I don't think they need to i really think pickens has shown his true form and i really think that's what we really needed from him and they weren't passing him the ball and i think all they needed to do was pass him the ball and i think that's where the frustration came from because he did end up having like back-to-back 100 yard receiving games which came in clutch for my fantasy football championship. I went and won the ship. I actually beat Josh, and then I beat another buddy of mine named Logan. Rip to Logan, but um, and he's not dead, but he, I, I beat him in the championship. So, but um, nonetheless, I think throwing the ball to George Pickens was huge, and um, I think it helped in like a lot of cases because um kind of really got that offense moving and I, I think that now that they're targeting him a little bit more I mean our run game is solid um, I think I think it'll continue forth but I think I think there's going to be a little bit of concern going into the into the offseason obviously Mike Tomlin's also said that there's going to be a quarterback competition do we think that Mason Rudolph's going to get re-signed I want to believe that he does but if there are teams that are interested in him and the Steelers can't like match that price, then 
we're kind of in a tough spot because if, you know, a team like Carolina really, really needs, uh, really, really wants like Mason Rudolph, listen, Mason Rudolph's from Virginia. He's a very big family man. Maybe he moves to Carolina just to be a little closer to that Virginia hometown. I mean, obviously Virginia and Pittsburgh aren't that far away, but still, I mean, you know, if they want to put Bryce Young behind a little bit more seasoned quarterback like Mason Rudolph, maybe Carolina pays him a decent bit of money for a year or two, and then he moves. I mean, I can't see Mason Rudolph moving out west to Seattle or anything like that because he's very, very firm in being with his family and being close and all that stuff. And plus, he said that he wants to play for Pittsburgh and he wants to be here. But in the end, it's really not up to him. And it's really up to the organization if they want to bring him back. Now, if there is going to be a quarterback competition, it would probably be Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. Now, if there isn't a quarterback competition between Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Pickett was competing. Pick, but I'm already seeing mock drafts where they're saying that the Steelers could trade up for Jaden Daniels. And please do not shoot me, Steelers fans. <laughs> this is just mock drafts for crying out loud. Please. Police, because every time I say anything, anytime that I say anything, I get literally killed in the comment section. I'm not claiming this, but if if we were to trade up for a quarterback or if we were to draft a quarterback, it would probably be in the first round and compete with Kenny. Uh, because I don't really see us going out and getting like a like a oh a Gardner Minshew, you know, and having Gardner Minshew compete with Kenny Pickett because like there's no reason for that. Gardner Minshew's not going to be the franchise, but. Why would you draft a quarterback in the first round and then not start this? They didn't. And it, it, there's plenty of quarterbacks that got drafted in the first round that didn't start. Yeah, but I mean, like, I just feel like, like, it's not like you have a franchise guy, though. You know what I mean? But, like, and like for the Steelers? Yeah. Like, Ken, I mean, Kenny yeah. isn't a franchise guy. I just feel like if you're going to spend a draft pick on someone in the first round, I on a quarterback, I think they're starting, or especially a guy like Jaden Daniels, who's probably going in the top ten. That's what I mean. Like, I don't think that they should go after somebody like that. Personally, in my honest opinion, I do think they should re-sign Mason Rudolph, and I don't see why they they shouldn't. But I mean, that'll be up to them in the off season to decide if they want to extend him. But if they choose not to, then that'll be a whole different discussion. But I think you re-sign Mason Rudolph. And then obviously you're going to let Mitchell Trubisky go because he is not good. So, and then in that case, I would try to draft a tackle with your pick because if you get a really good tackle, you have your, your O-line literally, if you draft another tackle, you'll have Broderick Jones and two really young tackles that are probably going to be elite that I think one's either from Penn state and the other one's from Georgia that are like two really good tackles. You get one of them, you put them on there. Your O-line is looking a lot better. And all you need to do is find a center out in the uh, free agency. So what about, and that, and that fence is what Wilson. No, I don't want Russell Wilson. Start that conversation. No, no, I don't want Russell Wilson. I feel like it's a waste of money. He's going to want way too much money. And I don't think it's really going to do anything for us. Maybe, maybe we win games. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Maybe he makes a a, a linsanity run at the age that he is at after having some not so awesome years in Denver. I mean, he, this year I will say was a lot better, but um, the year before, you know, we were trying to figure out if he was going to score more touchdowns than the bathrooms in his house. So I mean, he's come a long way, but um, no, I, I wouldn't personally want Russell Wilson. Well, and Sean Payton has now said he hasn't really made a decision. He he doesn't really know. They might they might he's 
<laughs> well, they should probably figure that out because, um, yeah, they probably. I should think figure Russell it. Wilson's gone. I think he's pretty mad. But Sean Payton tried to walk back everything that happened, and I've seen Steelers as a possible destination for him. But you don't want him, and that is fine. Let's yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't think that. I think he's a good. I think he could be a good fit, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be here. I don't think it should be here. Let's head east a little bit to talk about a different Pennsylvania team. Philadelphia Eagles collapsed against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And a fun fact, I just like throwing this around. Baker Mayfield won a playoff game for the Browns, then went to two other teams, three other teams, forgot about the Rams, three other teams, made it to the Buccaneers, won a playoff game for them, all before Deshaun Watson did anything of note for the yeah, Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So just want to throw yeah. that out there. Hey, Cleveland, maybe you should have kept your number one overall pick and not blamed him when he was playing half broken. So uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. But Baker Mayfield won a playoff game against all odds. I picked the Buccaneers to win, and my reasoning was this. The Eagles defense has been awful. They cannot tackle. Yeah. And if there was any any evidence of that, it was this wild card game. I mean, Sean Desai is the defensive coordinator first year. Uh, Jonathan Gannon was the coordinator last year. He's now with the Arizona Cardinals. Shane Steichen was the offensive coordinator. He's now the head coach of the Colts. Now we're looking, is Nick Sirianni going to get fired? We don't know. I mean, I thought he was going to get fired in his meeting yesterday but what the only thing that came out of that was the owner wants nick sirianni to bring a plan to him and if he likes the plan then it sounds like sirianni sirianni will stay but a lot of eagles fans on twitter on x were getting pretty mad they're like no get this guy out of here this is a guy who just took them to the super bowl a year ago jalen hurts doesn't necessarily sound super excited about nick sirianni um offense is just boring to watch which sucks when you have all these playmakers like Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift. You you think you could do some creative stuff here, but the Eagles' offense is just so boring. And Brian, the offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, has got to fix something or they got to bring in a new offensive coordinator, some creativity because you can't be doing this. Um, I think the Eagles' collapse is – definitely to blame on Sirianni to some extent because he's in charge of the coordinators Mm -hmm. and I don't know how you can lose you can start out 10 and 1 run away first seed fall out of that become the fifth seed I think in the NFL yeah they yeah yeah, I think yeah because they they went to Tampa so they 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 were the fifth seed yeah fifth seed you lose your home field advantage lose your bye and you're just going to look past that. And all of your guys, all of your main dudes in the trenches are getting older or they're going to be free agents. We got Jason Kelsey might be retiring. He said it was reported that he was retiring. So I posted that. And then he said on new heights, uh, well, I, I'm being emotion. I was emotional, too emotional to make that decision. We'll see. So we'll see what Jason Kelsey does. Fletcher Cox is a free agent. Lane Johnson's getting older. I mean, you cannot be wasting these guys' careers. Yeah. I, I don't know what is going on in Philadelphia, but 
I I would not be I would not be shocked. Originally, I would would have been surprised if Nick Sirianni was fired, but now it's like uh, this guy is in charge of these coordinators and they're not doing anything. It's terrible football to watch. It was painful. Yeah, I mean, it, it was not a good game. I mean, obviously for Tampa fans, it looked good, and for all the Eagles haters out there, and probably like coping Cowboys fans. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, if Sirianni was to get fired, I'm sure he would get picked up by another team. However, I do think he has a little bit of like a weird, like attitude problem in a way. I don't know if you've noticed that, but like, I think it was like after the chiefs game, like he he was like yelling and yelling in the tunnel about something. And then, and then there was like during another game might've been against Buffalo or something. I don't know. It was definitely not Buffalo, but it, it was against somebody else. And he was like going like this. It was the like Chiefs. Being, it was in the It was Super the Chiefs. Bowl. Yeah. And yeah. Jalen Hurts had to put his hand down. Yeah. So like and and like I'm watching all these things and it's like maybe he has like a little bit of like a like something where it's like it doesn't demonstrate a coach. He he he's like more of like a he I, I don't know what word to describe him, but he's not somebody that you would want representing your your team. And if people are already kind of frustrated with him, like player wise, like you may want to like steer away from him. And then obviously um, with um, Sirianni as well, he obviously there was like that argument that happened like towards the end, late back end of the season where like the locker room was divided. So obviously that means that he probably has lost, he had lost the locker room, which is not good for a leader. You want your leader to lead the locker room. So, and if he's not leading the locker room, then obviously he's probably you know, not going to be successful as a head coach, even going into next season, regardless of who you bring back and who, you know, all of these different things. So personally, I, I really think people need to realize that Sirianni is on the hot seat a lot more than you realize. And um, it'll take a little bit of time before, obviously we find out what ends up happening with Sirianni. But um, I, I do think that out of all the coaches, you know, I mean, obviously Mike McCarthy and Mike Tomlin are coming back. Mike Tomlin was never on the hot seat. Mike McCarthy was definitely for sure. But Sirianni, he just might get fired, which is shocking because, like you said, he did he did take that team back. To, he did he did have them in the Super Bowl last year. But great know, great run. Doug Peterson won them a Super Bowl, and they fired Doug Peterson. So it, that doesn't same owner. Also, hey, they're they're drastic over in Philly. <laughs> they're drastic. So Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox, these are the two big names that I saw, came out in support of Nick Sirianni. But a lot of Eagles, there were a lot of Eagles fan pages, like very big Eagles fan pages, that pointed out, like, does this really mean anything? Fletcher Cox is a free agent. Jason Kelsey might be retiring. Like, do we really care what these guys think as far? Obviously, they're both very respected. But are they coming back? Are they just saying this to be nice or do they, are they actually willing to play behind Nick Sirianni? Is that something they're willing to bet on? We don't know. We'll find out next season. Fletcher Cox may be on a different team. Jason Kelsey might be hanging out with Kylie and Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes. We don't know what's going on, but we will find out soon. I don't want to imagine that. Well, I've, I've made it exist. Let's uh, we're going to go over. Again, we try to keep this under an hour. We failed miserably the last two weeks. We got to talk about these divisional games, though. 
that's fine. It's okay. fine with me. And then I'll have to pee like I figured I would. Okay. But so whenever we're done, I'm just going to let you do the spiel and I'm going to cut my camera out. We so. want to do Piper's picks before? Uh, no, I don't want Piper to influence my picks. Okay. Okay. So we'll... I think Piper is going to influence my picks. Uh, she, she's got some pretty good picks. First game is Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. So this game, CJ Stroud is playing phenomenal. He's playing some great football, fresh off of a few injuries he had near the end of the regular season, but he was perfect. I don't care what his PFF grade is. There was a controversy with that. He had the same exact stats as Jordan Love. His PFF grade was like 20 points lower. CJ Stroud played phenomenal. Nico Collins is a beast. Uh, Dalton Schultz is looking great in Houston. He was a great pickup for them. Uh, Willie Anderson Jr. is a very quiet possibility for a defensive rookie of the year uh, over in Houston. So, But then again, Lamar Jackson, people are saying he should be MVP. I don't think so, mainly because he leads in literally no important categories. He has less than 30 touchdowns rushing and passing combined. Um, just really, I get he has a ton of great plays. He is a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's the MVP. I would give it to Christian McCaffrey. Other people would give it to C.J. Stroud. We will see what happens. I don't think they'll give it to Christian McCaffrey because he's a running back, and that would be stupid of the NFL to do that for reasons that um, I'm working on a video in a few weeks that will come out about that, and you will find out. So a little little uh, tease to that but i i think well i promised a long time ago i would never bet the baltimore ravens after what they did so i'm going with the houston texans cj stroud and the boys get the upset you know what i have to agree i mean a lot of people are saying that you know a lot of people in baltimore just people in general have said um I think it was like it was September 10th. So I don't know if that was week one or week two or whatever. The Ravens went in and beat the Texans 25 to nine. And everyone said, that's going to be what it's going to be like when you play Baltimore again, Houston is you're going to lose and you're, you're not going to even come close. And, and the problem is, is this team is very different than it was in September. This team is so much different and this team has a lot of passion and CJ Stroud is going to fight to the end. And these both of these quarterbacks are are good, but I don't know if Lamar can handle. Like, it, it, do you, I don't know if I would believe in Lamar enough at this very moment for me to say that Lamar Jackson, if C.J. Stroud goes up fourteen nothing, that Lamar Jackson could come back. I, I would watch out, Texans fans. I would not be shocked if they try to injure C.J. Stroud. I'm I just yeah, saying, you got to make sure. Brock yeah, Hardy, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, these are all quarterbacks that have been injured by uh, the, Ravens. the Ravens. And what was their response? That happens when you play the Baltimore Ravens. What does that mean? Um, sounds kind of dirty to me, but just just a little warning, Houston. Um, so and and what I would say for that is um, if he's getting rushed, let him. Like if he's getting rushed this way, let him run out of the pocket, throw it away. Just just keep throwing it away, or let or let him try to scramble a little bit. I mean, obviously, I, I know 
You know, he doesn't use his legs as much as like Lamar Jackson, but now have have that boy run, have him run. I don't know. Could 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 the Baltimore Ravens um, stop their own scheme? Can they stop their own scheme? Just run the football. Just start with... matching matching drives. Yeah. <laughs> what would happen if a team did that? Is would, my question. I would. But that's hope whichever team figured it out first would counter properly. <laughs> Because they know what's coming. All right, all right. It doesn't matter. But go ahead. Keep going. Next game, Packers 49ers. And I believe this is the matchup that has occurred the most times in the playoffs. Both some older teams here. I I believe that's correct. Someone might fact check me on that. But Christian McCaffrey's a dog. He's in full practice. Trent Williams is healthy. Brock Purdy's great. Brandon Ayuk is super underrated. You got Nick Bosa on the other side. Uh, Defense is great however ever we mentioned earlier jordan love is great against zone defense he is phenomenal that is one of the reasons i believe that he was able to beat the cowboys 49ers love to run zone defense so i think this is going to fall on the offense this is going to fall on the offense to put up a lot of points the boys can do it they've done it all year um I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 49ers win this. Not in a blowout, but I think they put up the points to win. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Sorry, Green Bay, but you're uh, heading back north from California. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to select against the 49ers. Um, It's just I I really think that this game, like you said, I think it's going to be really close. It's going to remind us a lot of that Kansas City-Jacksonville Jaguars game last year. Really think it's going to be kind of close where Jacksonville – wasn't expected to make it as far as they did, which was the divisional round. And sure enough, they did. And I think it's going to be the same thing with the Packers. Nobody expected them to beat them boys in the first round. And now they have to go against San Francisco, who is a lot more different of a team. They're very complete. They've lost a couple of games, but that had to do with a ton of offensive injuries. So I really think that this team is, is a very, very good team. I mean, it, it takes a lot to be a very complete team. And we've talked about this on the show a couple of times when, when me and Josh have argued about what a complete team is. But um, nonetheless, I do think San Francisco picks up the win. Not only that, but they're 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 in San Francisco. I mean, it's 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 going to be one of those things where it's like, I mean, yeah, Green Bay went into Dallas, but I, I don't know. I think San Francisco, they're, they're, those those fans are going to be rowdy. It's the divisional round. They only got to get two wins to go to the Super Bowl compared to like three. So I, I'm going with San Fran. They look good. Okay, next game. This is a fun one. This is a, I wish this matchup didn't happen because I would love for this to be the NFC Championship. But here we are, Detroit Lions versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have Jared Goff, who is this mystery to a lot of people. Some games he's phenomenal. Some games he looks like he's never seen a football in his life. A lot of that comes down to if he is rushed. If Jared Goff is sacked like once or twice... If he feels pressured, he becomes a child. He gets lost. He makes stupid decisions. We've seen it all regular season. But we, see it. we didn't see it in the wild card game. They held Aaron Donald. Didn't see a lot of Aaron Donald. One of the best rushers in the game. Maybe a little off this season, but generally one of the best in the game. I, I want to see them protect Jared Goff against one of the best, or 
highest rated blitzing teams in the NFL in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They tend to blitz more than a lot of teams. I believe they're top five, if not number one. Also, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the worst rushing team in the NFL. Now they use Rashad White a lot in the <coughs> passing game, but as far as running the ball goes, not great. Chase Edmonds isn't getting it done. Rashad White hasn't been getting it done. I think if you can shut that down, like the Eagles didn't, Eagle, Eagles just let them do whatever they wanted. But I think if the Lions can shut that down, Aiden Hutchinson can get some pressures on Baker Mayfield. That secondary that we've been talking about as being a problem doesn't become as much of a problem anymore. And we get some turnovers. We get a Brian Branch turnover, maybe a Kirby Joseph turnover. I, I like the Lions in this one, and this was a hard one for me to pick, but I think they can win this. I mean, yeah, I, for me, it wasn't that hard of a pick. I, I'm going the Lions. I mean, look, I, I love Tampa Bay, and I love the, the idea of Baker Mayfield going to a Super Bowl. I think that would just be so awesome and so freaking epic. But there's just something special about this Lions team, and I kind of hinted at that earlier today. Um, I didn't necessarily say it, but I definitely agree with you, Josh. I mean, I think we're both three for three so far. I think we've all kind of just agreed on these picks. I, I think it's different when it's wild, wild card, wild weekend or whatever. But the divisional round is just very—I feel like it's very set. So I mean, obviously we're gonna have some upsets here, but I don't know. I, I can't really see Tampa Bay going into Detroit and beating Detroit. Those Detroit fans were crazy in the Rams game. I, I there's gonna be a lot more passion for this one because they finally won that playoff game, and now they're going in for the divisional round in Detroit going to be a whole different animal for those detroit fans I, i'm sure those tickets are probably like unbelievable and we're, i'm going to look them up while you uh you hit at the next while you hit at the uh the next game next game is the chiefs versus the bills and why is this important it is we've, we've seen this matchup before we've seen this matchup hundreds of times before 625 dollars starting cow. out that is a lot of money i do not have Six. chiefs the chiefs bills is the first time that Patrick Mahomes doesn't get to play a playoff game at home. He has to go to Buffalo. Arrowhead's hard to win in. Bill's Mafia, Orchard Park is hard to win in as well. It's going to be chilly up there. Um, Josh Allen's been playing great. Stefan Diggs is getting involved again. Dalton Kincaid is phenomenal. James Cook looks great. I, I know who I'm going to pick. I, I know who, who are you going uh, to pick? You go I'm going with the Bills, bro. Okay. I love the Bills because because I think I think this is going to be a trap because I don't think Patrick Mahomes is ready for it. And the reason I think this is going to be great is because then we'll get to see Buffalo and Houston in the AFC Championship, and I think that game will feed families, bro. And I've been saying that, and that's my second time saying that because it is true because I wouldn't care who would go on to the Super Bowl at that point. Now, granted, look, I had a little bit of malice in my heart when Buffalo beat the Steelers because obviously I was a little bitter. But then I kind of came to my senses at the end of the week, and I realized, man, I still wouldn't mind Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl at some point. So I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Buffalo in this game. I'm tired of seeing Taylor Swift, and the last thing that I want to see is Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl and every freaking minute, every freaking minute that they show Taylor Swift on the screen she's not the halftime show it's usher she's gonna give usher the love usher. no 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 but no but honestly I, I don't know if patrick mahomes is gonna be ready to fight in a divisional game 
against uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo. I mean, granted, yes, they, they've they've had plenty of battles before, and Kansas City's done well, but I think this is different because Kansas City isn't the same team that they have been over the last couple of years. They're a very different team, and when it comes to Buffalo this year, they're a hungry team. They 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 looked really cold at one point. They only had like a three percent chance at, at one point to make to win the division. Next thing you know, they go from six and six to ten and seven. They're hot. They win their wild card game. Now they're bringing Kansas City to the Orchard Park. That 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 fan base is going to be out of their minds. I don't I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to be ready for it. So I I'm really invested in Buffalo here now. Houston and Buffalo, if that does happen, that's going to be a different story. I, I, I couldn't tell you right this second. I'll have to watch both games. I am taking the Chiefs. I, I would love to be wrong. Like, let, me, let me just say, I would love for the Bills to win this game. I would love for the Chiefs to lose. The reason I'm picking the Chiefs is I was like, you know what we've seen a lot of in Chiefs games? Random BS occur. They're gonna. Chiefs fans are gonna say, well, "What about Kadarius Tony?" There, we have much more often seen the refs favor the Chiefs. And this. <laughs> what about Kadarius Tony? I'm sniffing some stuff here. I'm smelling something in the air. I think something's gonna happen here, because Cleet Blakeman is the ref this week for the Chiefs Bills game. Okay. Uh, I looked into uh, some of some uh, some research some people did. Guess what team Cleet Blakeman tends to favor the most in the NFL? I'm sure it's the Chiefs. Guess which team he favors the least? The Buffalo Bills. Nice. And that's not across the board. The Chiefs are like, they named like a bunch of the other refs, and the Chiefs actually have a losing record with most of the other refs. With Cleet Blakeman as the head ref, they have a winning record. Interesting. I think they've well, lost two games. Well, um, Buffalo game. fans, you better get those snowballs ready. <laughs> Instead of throwing them at the, at George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, maybe you should be throwing them at the refs. So, but I think we're going to see some ref ball. And uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'll be, and I'll be booing. Boo. Boo. And then, and then if they do win, I'll wear my Chiefs hoodie. Because I still have my adult small chiefs hoodie that my boy connor gave to me who was on the show at one point while josh was oh nice i actually did not watch this yet so this is going to be very interesting for me i I know you emailed it to me to post on the tiktok which i did post our first ever piper's picks on the tiktok so do go check that out and if not well go check this one out when it comes out probably tomorrow afternoon here is the second ever piper's picks as you can see she is very smart so piper uh between the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. She took the Ravens. Not a huge fan of that. Bad dog. Buccaneers, Lions. Also not a fan of this. She took the Buccaneers over the Lions. What are we doing here? That's wild. Wild. I mean, she just went against me on everything. She took the Bills. 49ers. Okay, 49ers were good. Okay, okay. So, very interesting. That was was very interesting. Um, So, yeah, she – Tampa Bay, that's that's wild – um i mean quite a few upsets i mean maybe there will be maybe maybe she knows a lot more than we know but i mean doesn't she have the losing record right now aren't me and you tied for first right uh, now no i'm a game ahead of you let's let's go to oh yeah you're five and yeah you're five and one yeah, yeah. buccaneers game clutched up 
I am five and one. Chuss is four and two, and Piper is three and three, which I will say is a pretty good record for her first time and being a dog. That is that is fair. That is very fair. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. Maybe Piper makes that impressive comeback with those picks, but only time will tell because you know this weekend's coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have nothing else to add, I will go into the spiel, and you can go to the bathroom. I'm going to go pee. So I don't got anything to add. I'm excited for this weekend. And um, yeah, we'll be back at it, I guess, next week. Yep. I trust. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bull news podcast too. Please do reach out. I love hearing from you guys. Um, been a lot of spam emails lately, but uh, that's bull mood bull moose podcast two, the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description. So check out the merch. It helps us out, helps support the channel. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, Like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.